Hey everyone, just a quick reminder that Lash Boss Summit is in Austin on April 22nd and 23rd of 2023. You can head to lashbossradio.com or lashbosssummit.com to buy tickets. Hope to see you there. Hey everyone, welcome back to Lash Boss Radio. I'm Shelby, your host, and today we're going to discuss things your clients need to see from you in order to stay. So retention, client retention is such a big thing for a lash artist because we want to see our clients back every two weeks, and when they don't come back, uh, we kind of know that they're not coming back. Um, I think if we could get our clients to come back every two weeks, we kind of know what our retention is, and we can expect them to be a long-term client. We know when we can start raising our prices because we see our schedule about 90% full. It's to the point where we're now turning people away and it's time to raise prices. But if you're not there yet, if you're at this point where maybe only 50% of the people that are coming in are staying, it's because they're they're going somewhere else or they're like, I don't like lash extensions or I don't like this establishment or this person so you really need to realize it's something it's something like that it's one of those things so they're not liking their lashes either how they feel how they look or how they last it's one of those three things in that little segment second thing it could be I don't like the establishment they don't like how it looks they don't like where it's located they don't like how it feels It's one of those three things in that segment. And then the last one is I don't like this artist. So it's probably how they are treated or how you speak or, um, yeah, how I would say one of those two things, like how you make them feel about themselves and then just how they're perceiving you. So if we deep dive into each little segment, we can kind of figure out what is the thing. And if you're having trouble... If you're feeling a certain way when I'm talking about each thing, that's probably an indicator. You're getting warm, right? So the first thing was lashes, how they look, how they last, and how they feel. So how they look, if we don't get their idea in their head completely right, um, and they think that that's the only thing we know how to do, they may not want to come back. So to this, I'll say... When we do a consultation, we're trying to get an idea of what this person is expecting them to look like. I first want to know, has this client already had extensions before and what did they like and not like about them? Because I can get really, really close based on that answer or I can educate them on why they're not getting what they're asking for from other artists. Maybe it's just the skill level of another artist and I can achieve that thing or maybe it's their natural lashes preventing them from getting this, right? So we get an idea of what they're expecting. We ask a lot of questions about, okay, do you want to elongate the eye? Do you want to open it up more? Do you want a very visible curl? Do you want more of a relaxed curl? Do you want, do you even want black extensions? Maybe you want brown extensions. There's a lot of different variables that go into lashes. It's not one size fits all. I don't have to tell you that. So if you actually have written on a clipboard, like all of the possible questions you could ask, that way you make sure you don't forget any of them, especially if you're a new artist. It's a really good way to make sure you're hitting all those points. So if they're not how 
They expected them to look something went wrong in the communication in the very beginning of the appointment, or it's something that they just need to understand about their natural lashes. It could be that their lashes might be damaged from a different artist or something, let's say, and they just need to kind of wait it out and eventually it'll get there. But you need to communicate that to them because what if you just don't say anything and they assume that it's just never going to happen? That's kind of it's a logical thought that they might have unless it's explained like I see that you want this. I know I can get you there. I do see some damage. So this is what we're going to do. This is the game plan for your lashes, and this is how long it's going to take to achieve this. So trust me, trust the process, and we'll get you there. That client's a lot more likely to come back versus just saying, like, this is what I could do today. Um, so how they look it really has to do with consultation, your skill level, too. So take extra classes, as many as you can. Always be looking for more classes to take. Um, and when you take those classes, dedicate time to practice that technique or that way of artistry because otherwise what was the point of taking the class no point so how they look other thing is how they feel so if lashes are stuck together or there's too much adhesive sometimes clients will want to pick at their lash line I am one of those people so I I really want to stress that there are people out there like me that feel every single grown-out lash. If there's ever a sticky in there, I would be able to spot exactly which lash it is. Some people don't feel a thing. That's wild to me, but there are a lot of people that apparently feel this way. But some people do. Some people feel like they're too heavy. They can feel when they're grown out, etc. So the way to fix that is to make sure your isolation is perfect. You are double, triple checking for stickies at the end, especially some people say, I check for stickies throughout the service. That is great. However, there is probably still some in there by the end of the appointment just because out of those like hundreds of lashes between the both eyes, it's very easy for a neighboring lash to like stick to another one. Or maybe you're not looking close enough and there's a baby lash stuck to it. And those hurt really bad when they start growing out. So double, triple checking. Also, even in the appointment, checking your iPads, making sure they're not in the eye and now their eye is going to be red and hurting for two days because you didn't check the whole time. So the comfort level of the actual service and then the comfort level of them wearing the lashes is a huge thing. If they're comfortable, if they feel like their own lashes and they look amazing, you have a lot higher chances of retaining that client long term. And then how they last was the third segment in this one. So... When we have uh, lashes that they look great, but they all fell out within a week, that client doesn't necessarily want to come back for another two hours every single week to get them put on again. She's going to go find somebody who's posting about how great their retention is because she knows that her money is better well spent there. She loves that person's work as well. She's going to go try them out. She's never going to see you again. So make sure we're educating our clients on aftercare. And we're also, we know that our retention is good because we're not even charging paying clients until we know that that's a fact. So if you're brand new, you're taking models, you're doing friends and family until you can see every time they come back in two weeks, which is part of being a model, you want to see them come back in two weeks to see the retention and how it grew out. You know that every single person that you do is going to have good retention unless it's something that the client is doing, like picking them off. If it's just like they're not cleaning their lashes and they're falling off, it still might be something with the bond. Um, but 
yes, ideally we want our clients to clean their lashes every single day because they will retain better in that case. So we educate clients on aftercare. We can we know that our retention is is good if you know the client's doing the aftercare correctly too. And yeah, you've got a really great great uh, skill there. And clients are going to pay good money to have an artist that gets the style right, the lashes feel good, and they last a long time. That's basically the trifecta that they need to stay. But there's two other things that can make a client not want to stay, and that's the establishment. So if you work in a place where you work with other people, if it's too loud, if it's too noisy, if like they had to drive a long way out of the way, so like location... Or just the way that it feels inside. Um, maybe you're inside of a business that offers other things and it's not just like your studio. Uh, maybe consider like when your lease is up, just going to a place that's more favorable and like just has a better vibe. Um, because your establishment and also the people you work with really do sway how the client's experience is too. If you have a receptionist that is rude or you know, they're not going to drive out of their way when there's an artist right down the street from them that all also offers the same level of quality that you have and she's closer and the people there are nicer. So they will drive out of their way if they love the space that they're walking into. They're treated amazing when they walk in. They are called by name when they walk in and they just feel like the whole appointment is all about them. And then they also get the previous things that we talked about with the lash appointment. So uh, the people, the vibe, the location, I think were those things. So think about those things and think, you know, can any of those things be improved on? And then last segment was you. So professionalism and then also just how you make them feel kind of going back to what I said earlier, but the appointment should be a time for them, not for you to emotionally dump on them or talk about yourself the whole time. I mentioned this in a other episode, but like if you feel like you do that a lot, like it might be time to just like hire a therapist to like make sure you you have that outlet because it's not something you want to give to your clients. They're paying you so they can dump on you just fine, but you shouldn't be doing that to them. Even if they seem interested and they're asking questions back, they might be just trying to be nice. But I had a hairstylist at one time that every time I walked in before even asking like what I wanted with my hair or how I was doing, she'd just start talking about herself and her life, like no joke, like as soon as I sat down and it just got to be where I just felt like I hated it. Like I just didn't even want to be around it anymore. And it was just bad energy. And there's a million other people that can do exactly what she was doing on my hair because I I just was getting it toned, you know? So I ended up going somewhere else who was even closer to me anyway. And it was, I loved the space. I My hair looked great, but it wasn't those things. It was the artist. Even if they've known you for a long time, like if those appointments just start feeling like a drag and it doesn't feel like it's about them, some people don't even want to talk. They want to sleep. So if you're talking the whole time or if just something is off with your vibe, they don't have to come there. They can go anywhere else. So never get too comfortable and assume that somebody's going to stay with you the whole time. You're not the only person that does this. And then lastly, like your professionalism. So if you are, um, if you're not professional, if you're constantly asking them to reschedule and if just the way you speak to them isn't how they want to be spoken to, then that's a really good way to lose a client too. So these um, in general are the things that clients want to see from you. 
And they also, I want to add a little bonus here. They want to see that you are keeping up to date with trends and techniques and new ways of doing things, new products. And they want to hear like, how can you make their experience even better? So let's say you learn a new technique, like you learn how to do the wet look and they normally get classic. Talk to them about that and see if they want to try that because they're like, oh my gosh, my artist is like up to date and she still takes classes and I'm getting the best lashes I can get in my city. Like she's the best and I never want to leave. Um, And if you act like you know everything or, oh my gosh, this is a good one too. If you put down other artists, that is a turnoff for a lot of people. So even if they went somewhere else and then they came to you and you're just trashing the work or trashing the artist, it doesn't look good. It also doesn't feel good. And some people really get turned off by that and um, to you as a person if, if you gossip a lot. So also check that if you're doing that. I Anytime that I see work from somewhere else, I'm always very careful how I talk about it and I'm never bashing anyone. Or if somebody comes to me gossiping about something, about another another artist that they had gone to, I'm also really careful with how I respond to that too. So you can always control how you respond. You can't always control how they do it. But I hope this episode was valuable to you. I will be back very soon with the next one.